Welcome to the Sound Mind Podcast, where I invite interesting guests from the music field and discuss with them topics such as musical and personal growth, pursuing excellence and self-talk, body and mind maintenance, practice and work routines, music business and more. I'm your host, Mikhail Krustel, and welcome to the Sound Mind Podcast. Hello, dear listeners and viewers. On today's episode, I have another special guest. Her name is Nabu Klarhout, and she is a Belgium-based trombonist, composer, and a band leader, as well as a member of several other projects as a side woman. Uh, ever since I met her, which was already 10 years ago, uh, we used to be classmates at the Conservatorium in uh, Rotterdam. Uh, I always felt this uh, presence of lightness, of kindness, uh, of appreciation and warmth. Uh, and that is also why I wanted to invite her to this podcast. So I hope that you enjoy. And until next time, I wish you a sound mind. As far as I know, we are both a little bit uh, under the weather for the last couple of days, right? I have a totally um, complete uh, uh, how should I say blockage of my science yeah. and uh, I've heard that you have similar situation as well I do have similar situations so sorry if I'm coughing now and then but no so problem you know why. no problem I'm also apologizing if I sneeze so <laughs> there we go just how how we are currently um <laughs> so currently you are based in uh, Antwerp um yes I have been uh, checking out that uh, you have now quite a period of uh, concerts and uh, a, a long list of program ahead of you and what a coincidence and perfect timing that you uh, got under the weather just in the two days that you're a little bit free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Um so the the first thing that that caught my attention because yeah we we haven't been in touch since since we graduated basically. no yeah so um i i've seen a couple of videos with you as uh, with your with your band and um with it with a quartet uh really yes. really nice music um and uh, also then you have you're also a member of of a trio with uh, Rainier Bass and um, what's the, the the drummer's name? Jamie Pate. Jamie Pate, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the other um, cool project you have is is a trombone ensemble, right? It's yes. Like, like five trombones. That's crazy, right? And, and a rhythm, rhythm section. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And a rhythm section. <laughs> and a rhythm section. I have to mention it because then the, the trombone ensemble sounds very trombonistic. But there is also an amazing guitar player, drummer, and bass player in it. So that's, that's why I always have to mention it's with the rhythm section. Of course. Of course. Don't don't <laughs> don't miss out on the guitar player. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um so tell me, Nabu, how does your um normal day look like? Like do you have a specific morning routine or a evening routine? Well, um, well, th these were actually very busy days. Um, I think I think most of my normal days is like waking up 
um, kind more more in the late, later uh, <laughs> morning than in the early ones, um, and then I, then I tried to warm up a bit on a trombone uh, to at least have the first touch with the instruments, depending of what I did the night before. Um, it's around ten or or, or nine o'clock. Um, yeah, just it already starts actually in the shower that I warm up with my lips like buzzing, just right. try to feel like where where the day will bring me. Then I already know like oh it's the type of a day, uh, and then I try to practice a bit, and then most of the time when I, when it's very busy, then most of the time I already have to head out uh, to go in the afternoon to go uh, to venue or to go to a rehearsal or a studio, depending of, of, of what, what it will bring. Um, so that's like a, a normal day and then ending up very late again in bed. Right. Um, yeah. It's something like what it is these days. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you feel like, um, because I myself also, um, let's say there there are some periods that i'm a bit more busy concert wise and especially like you say the the evening situation can be a little bit tricky you know when when concerts start late and then um how how do you do you have a specific thing how do you cope with it to go, to go a little bit easier then or or how do you do you have something uh, under your sleeve uh, uh to maybe tackle <laughs> that or you just go with it <laughs> i i try to go with it and i try to to have my day life a little bit different than than other people uh lots of my friends wake up at seven o'clock in the morning to go to their normal nine to five job and that's something i don't do <laughs> that early uh, but if i have more free days and i also try to do that i really like that to have long days uh before the night falls or something but I, I I try to accept that um, that my days are longer in the evenings or in the nights, and that I kind of have to compensate that in the mornings. Mm. Um, that's how I try to handle it. Yeah. Uh, and what do you do, for example, for your 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 well being that you can pull it off? Like, uh, yeah, to stay composed and. <laughs> yeah, uh, good question. <laughs> Maybe I still have to find that. I don't know. Um, well, depending of time, I also try to do some yoga and um, also some mindfulness. I think mm. that's something that my teacher already at the conservatory, Ilya, told me once, like, Maybe you have to do some mindfulness <laughs> to concentrate a little, a little bit better. Um, and I really feel that from the moments I'm, I'm doing that more mm. often, like if I have like composition weeks or something, then I really have like super fixed days just to have it clear in my head. So I wake up very early. I mean, with early, I mean like seven o'clock. Yeah. Um, and then, then I start with a breakfast and then I start with mindfulness. And then I also get rid of all the Facebook and Instagram, um, uh, apps on my phone. So, that's gone for those two or three weeks. So you you um, and then you delete them. I do delete them, oh, but I still have them, of course, on the internet. But yeah, I do delete yeah. them on my. And oh, actually, cool. I have to be honest that these are the most uh, most happy full days in my life <laughs> when I delete them, and then I'm like, okay, I can handle it again. So it's a um, 
but yeah, it's such a, yeah, we do need it. That's why, why we using it. Um, so mindfulness is something I try to, to also to get in my normal life or before concerts or something like the breathing exercises and the body scan things, just to be aware of, of, mm. of, yeah, me or this, this body or how to handle with it. Yeah. Um, but how the more busy I am, the the quicker I forget all those things. Also. So I'm not really um, good in keeping it um, super tight. Yeah. And can you uh, tell us a little bit what kind of a mindfulness exercise do you do? Like, is there a specific one that you are constantly uh, turning around and, and going for that? Or I actually do have an app for it. So I just put the app on and I can, I can ask for 15 minutes or for 30 minutes. Um, Which app is follow it? What the app is I'm quickly going to check before I make some commercial for the wrong app. Uh, it calls meditation, but it's the same one of yoga and it's with a dog. Okay. Uh, so the, it's a general app. I quickly have to... I don't know if I really can find the real name of the app. Yeah, it's with a dog. Mm. And it's a dog that's like meditating. And the other one, okay. he's doing yoga. So it's a, so it's a, and it's yeah, a, it calls meditation. So it's not really, I can say something else. Okay. And I really do like it. It's a, it's yeah. very nice and, and easy. Just like yeah. following what someone else is telling me to do. Uh, and what kind of breathing exercises do you do? Do you is there a specific Ooh. thing that you follow or or? Uh... Well, I, I'm I'm uh, the the meditation breathing exercises are totally different compared to the ones that I have to do for my practicing. Uh -huh. um, if it's about practicing, then it's about like uh, the most air in the shortest. I mean, I mean, the most amount of air in the shortest amount of time. Also, like in the the quickest, how you can do it. So. So it's via your mouth and your nose. Um, that's when you train for the trombone, big. right? That's when I train for the trombone okay. and to yeah. stretch all the muscles and like, uh, like there's one exercise that you breathe in and that you keep breathing until you really can't make it anymore. And then you really feel like your whole body's stretching and then you release again. But if it's about the meditation, then it's about to getting um, your heartbeat as low as, as possible. Mm. So then it's more like there's one exercise that you have to do it like via one nose. Um, I don't know how whole, I don't know how you Yeah, do one it. nose whole, yeah. <laughs> and then you do it via the other one and then you feel afterwards that it's much uh, easier. And then it's much more about like a relaxed way of breathing. So it's two different worlds. And I really also really needed to learn uh, because I was, oh, I thought like, yeah, I can do it. I mean, I play trombone, so I know how to breathe. But then it's totally other world. If it's about yoga or meditation, then it's about uh, playing yeah. the trombone. Yeah. And um, where did you? Um, th this is something what just popped up um, because when I was checking your uh, your pages and and kind of your brand, how it said it. Um, I noticed like this, this, this uh, vibe of, of black and red color. Like, is that something, how did you get to that? Like, is it something, uh, 
spiritual or is it uh, you just feel like that's some connection to that like how did you get to that um actually it's something i once learned at school that uh i don't i don't know anymore who was it but there was like a workshop and someone said like yeah you really have to think about a brand about your band or about your project so that people kind of connect can connect it or that the everything that you're sharing is like a connection with each other or something. Mm. Um, so it started there, but I do change the colors. Um, so every time when I release a new album, I work with colors. So the first EP that we did with the, with the quartets was called Hubert and this one was yellow. And then the colors were yellow and blue. Mm. Um, the last album we released two years ago with the court that was red i mean it's a red building and the blue sky um and now there is a new album coming so actually what you see now on the website i'm already changing it with the pr theme um mm. to the new uh to the new colors, but I cannot really say a lot about the new colors because it's still a surprise. <laughs> so there is already the single of the trombone ensemble is already out, and there you already can see it's like kind of baby blue, gray blueish thing. Hmm. So it's something with blue. That's what I can tell you. But there is something wow. else coming. Ooh, exciting! I actually do like that idea because it kind of also um, shows like I think as a musician, like you're. I'm I'm doing a lot of stuff and 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 it's not that I can really put it in one box or something, um, but it is type of a of a yeah this this moment is also a type of a vibe that I have like what I'm doing now with the trombone ensemble is something totally different what I did four or five years ago with the quartet um, or what I will do with the quartet or with the trio thing that I have with Danny and Jamie, so it's kind of. Um, gives you a vibe of the vibe that I have at that moment. And I like to, maybe that's my um, artistic thing or something to, to put it in boxes and to see that the yellow one was the first one, the, the red one was the second one and the one that's coming is, yeah, yeah. I like that. And I also have that in app, like I once actually, sorry, <laughs> I really, I really like this. Go for it, go for it. <laughs> Tell me if I have to stop. There go is on. also a TV show that calls Girls um, and they actually starts always with the same letters but always with another color and there was the idea actually from and i saw now my boyfriend was checking the uh the netflix series of uh, david beckham there is like a new documentary about it, and they also do that so there is a, like every episode is another color and I, mm. I i kind of like that idea that things end and starts in one um frame or something yeah <clears throat> very well put i think also in in that term and and it connects so well to to what an album is right because it's it's a do documentation of a specific moment right like exactly like it's, it's really that you know and um yeah I, th I think um that that's also something what i what i discovered about about myself and and working um you know just releasing different albums blah 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 that uh yeah it, it's and and it also releases a little bit of pressure from it in, in that sense you know because it's like look th this is now like this is this is a piece right now 
and and it just points out to to this time in these circumstances is the best exactly, yeah. what you can do and and you know your focus was on this sound this specific sound and that's it so wow yeah i'm, I'm very very glad we we talked about um these yeah. concepts and um so is there or should i say you mentioned before that um like writing your your music that that you then when you have composition periods that you tend to be more constructive about it right like um just waking up early dedicating time to it right just it, do you agree uh, also about this just sitting with it right like because because it, it's basically like like practice right you cannot say it's gonna be a great practice day until you sit down and just that's the effort that we can do right it's like showing up right consistent consistently um, mm -hmm. you have some thoughts on on the process of composing for example yeah composing is in a way easier for me because i'm not doing that when i'm playing a concert so for practicing the instrument i for me practicing is trying to find new things and um and all that stuff but i notice in this period that i'm most of the time when i have time to practice that i'm that i'm practicing actually the stuff that i have to play the next day or that evening or something um but and i still find um, some rest with myself it comes to trombone playing because i'm still playing also in the night if i have concerts or if i record or some, some stuff, stuff like that i'm still playing the instrument so i kind of find a piece in that but if it comes to composing then um yeah that's different i really need to take time for that and uh i really try to to not um, take any gigs in that period, like to really have like two weeks. I really need to do that. Otherwise I, my head doesn't work like that, that I can do it in between two things. Um, I wish I would be possible to do that, but uh, I cannot. So I really need to, to keep it free and to give myself some time. And what I, I, I always write on the piano. So never on the trombone actually. And I do it via Bandcamp, uh, Bandcamp via uh, uh, GarageBand. That was the other band thing. Uh, GarageBand, so like with a MIDI computer, and then I immediately can hear already the sound of the bass. And then, and I actually do it without any judgment. So it's a lot of bad shit stuff that will end up in these files. Um, and two weeks, I I really do like two weeks which is for me really the minimum um, because then you have like a few days to do something else and to come back on that first thing and to figure out what was shit and what's maybe nice. Um, and then you start like taking some stuff out. Uh, I don't know if I'm really answering your question, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's okay. like, that's like how I, how I see that, that the importance of, of sitting down and, and, and taking the time for it, um, which you also could do for your instrument, but which is a bit um, 
harder. Or maybe I also have to start canceling or, or saying no to concerts <laughs> two weeks just to practice a trombone. That would be actually also really nice. But you're yeah. still playing, so you 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 still. It's not that I'm not busy with my instrument. It's just that I'm not practicing um, in the way how I would do that composing wise or or yeah when when I have free time. I, I really understand you because, uh, for example, for me, uh, playing concerts or knowing that there are concerts ahead is really staying in shape also, like maintaining. Yeah. And, and when I know that I have some time left, you know, then I would also focus more on composing, writing new pieces or preparing new pieces. And then it's a bit less of that. Okay. I gotta be sharp. It's, it's less that, um, let's say uh competitive sports uh attitude yeah in that sense you know okay i gotta warm up da, 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 you know I gotta yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i i completely agree uh on on what you what you've said um and you decided to do a career from a trombone or not in in that sense like it it's quite a it's quite a remarkable instrument to make it as a as a soloist you know that you that you're making it as a soloist with with such a unconventional instrument let's say you know like of course there's a ton of guitar players and singers and la 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 la, la you know even maybe even saxophone is a bit more um oh, and the say, more more uh you know and um but uh, so uh, actually before we go to this i want to know what was the moment um when you decided okay i want to do music like this is this is what i want to do like what was it um i think what you i mean what you're saying i think i felt that in the third year of the conservatory that I said like, okay, I really want to go for music and I'm really going to make my job out of it. Before it was more like a flow that I was just following. Um, there was always a piano at home. There was always a lot of music uh, at home. So, so playing music without any judgment is something that I did already from when I was very young. Um, so all those things, going to the music school and going to the art high school that we did here, the Kunste Majora, uh, or that we have here in, in Belgium. That was like all very logical steps for me. And I never really decided like I going for music, that's what I wanna do. And I remember that in the third year of the conservatory that I started doubt a bit like, is this really what I want? And is this really um, the thing that I think I can make? a living off or can or that I can pay my house or that I can pay my rent or whatever like is the love for it so big that I really want to make my job out of it while everybody around me is saying like be careful music you're never gonna earn any any money with it so in the third year of the conservatory I was in the beginning uh, I doubted a bit and then yeah after a few weeks or after a few months, I really decided, okay, this is really what I want to do. And then um, in the fourth year, we had to do a final exam and then I started the quartet. I think the quartet already started at the end of, of the third year. But 
that year was really like a switch for me. And if you ask me, like, when did it happen that you choose for music? That was the year that I chose for music or chose for it because before it was just a flow. It was just a thing like I had no idea of, of doing something else. Of course, when I did the applications for the conservatory and then you also start thinking like, what, what if, if, if I'm not selected, what, what am I going to do then? And then you start thinking about it, but it was just such a flow of following all the things that, that were kind of normal or something um, in my life that I never really had to thought about it. So that, yeah, that was the moment that I chose for it. Yeah. And, uh, you're are you coming from a musical family since you have the piano you had the piano at home how was your musical upbringing in that sense like um my mom always wanted to play music but she never really had a chance to she played um the recorder the alto version of it um there was a lot of music like a lot of vinyls and a lot of cds uh, my sister was totally into music. She was like a hundred percent 90 music chick. So, uh, yeah, she was totally into take that and, and the spice girls and all, all that <laughs> stuff. But luckily also in, in Erika Badu and into Earth with a Fire and all the really nice stuff. Not that the Spice Girls are not really nice. <laughs> but they just don't have the horn section. <laughs> exactly. They just don't have the horn section. <laughs> um, and she also sings. Um, and my brother is like a, an like an opera freak. I say freak because he... Um, Sorry, opera or opera? Yeah, opera. opera. No, the no, opera. Not, ah! not, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned that the other one that would be also for me. Um, <laughs> she, uh, he, uh, he bought like different CDs from one version of an opera, uh, just to figure out the difference. Uh, I mean, not of one version, but like from one opera, different versions, and then. He figured out like if that symphonic orchestra played it different than that one or that singer sings it different than that, that one or yeah i find it very <laughs> i mean as a professional musician i still think like what the fuck very <laughs> what nerdy with, with all his <laughs> with all his money as a teenager very nerdy <laughs> but um yeah he was really into that so there was always like already a very um I think in a very healthy way, but like a fascination for music in the house mm. and the piano thing. Yeah. We first had the organ and then we had a piano and, and it, it, it also ended up in the house like that, that someone didn't want to have it anymore. And then my mom said like, Oh yeah, sure. You can, you can drop it off at our place. And then we had it. Um, yeah. I, I also have no idea how, how that happened. I actually should ask my mom why, why the family ended up so musically, but um, in, in totally different ways, because yeah. my brother cannot read any music or something. So, uh, But yeah. he can sing the, the... But he can sing, no, he can't. <laughs> I don't know. He can't sing, but he's really into into that and in classical mu into classical music. And, and yeah, he's really fascinated about that. So, yeah. Yeah. And and when did you pick up the trombone? Like how why did you decide for the trombone? Like how did how yeah. Yeah. Well, I I wanted to at a certain moment I went to school and then some 
still of my best friends told me that they went to a music school. So in Belgium, we kind of have a system that uh, after school, you also can go to another school that's from the city, from the government, from the city, uh, that you can study music. So you have, you have to do solfege, so the music theory part, and then you also can do um, an instrument. And at the end of so many years, you really get also like a, uh, you also graduated in music from the music school. Um, so friends of me told me that they did that, that they went to this music school and I was like totally flabbergasted, like, what is that? And <laughs> I didn't know that, ex that that things or that that school exists. Um, so that evening I went home and I asked my mom, like, I really would love to go to the music school. Um, and she kind of quickly agreed. She totally find it normal that I wanted to do that. Uh, but she taught me that I first have to fall in love with an instrument. But I was like eight years old. So I was, mm. I mean, that sounded very abstract for me to fall in love with an instrument. Um, and the boyfriend at that time of my sister, he was a drummer. And then we actually started to check some videos, not on YouTube because it didn't exist yet, but like right. on the TV, um, or then he recorded stuff uh, on a video recorder and then we rewatched it. And I think it's in the Netherlands that they have like every summer, like a few young musicians that they, most classical musicians that they asked to play with a symphonic orchestra. And then there was a bassoon player, uh, someone who was, was playing harp and then a trombone player. And um, at first I was really into the bassoon, but the boyfriend at the time of, of my sister, he was not really agreeing with that. He found it a bit uh, boring. And uh, then I wanted to play the harp and my mom was like, man, it's so expensive. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> and then I ended up actually with the trombone. So <laughs> now it sounds that it was not my first choice, but I think she kind of immediately felt that when I said that, that it was for real. Um, she agreed with that. And, uh, uh, and, and now that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm 30 now. So, so many years later, uh, I also get what she meant with falling in love with the instrument, like the, the amount of time we spending with that instrument constantly in one room and, and the dedication you have to give for that instrument to, to still feel that you want to do it better next time. Um, that's something you only can do if you fall in love with it or if you feel a love for that, for that sound or for that instrument or for that feeling or for that thing you're doing together with that instrument. So. I totally get it now, what she meant, but um, I didn't do that at the time. Wow, what a wise mom you have. <laughs> yeah, if it comes to that, I do. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah, because um, I've been talking to a friend of mine and because um, uh, on, on this uh, recent uh, seminar where um, I was giving um, lectures to, to students and, and, and workshops, and I noticed that that his students specifically stood out like something, you know, but, but it wasn't even, it was just the attitude and the energy around playing, you know, it was just this pure excitement and, and something just different from anything else. So I called him up and I was like, hey, what do you feed your kids? You know, like, what, <laughs> what do you do? You know, tell me, give me the juice. <laughs> yeah, tell and me the secrets. Like, yeah and and uh well first of all he said like you know 
I just treat them as as every other human being. You know, there's no difference between our conversation and them. But the the most important thing is that I always uh, that we always connect to the heart first before we start playing. Like that, there's always this connection that that you play from your heart, play from your heart. You know, like whatever you do, you play a scale, whatever, just. Keep it clean in that sense, because this is your ritual, right? Like it's a prayer, mm-hmm. you know, and it's such a profound thing. And I was like, wow. Also, I'm gonna take that to heart, you know. Yeah. It's such a, and it's true, you know. It's it's our prey zone, basically, you know. We. It we, is. Yeah, it's our. And I, yeah, and I think if we if we start started playing music in any chance that we all did it, starting from the love or the or the or the love or the feeling when you were doing it, and that we that we kind of lose it in a way when it comes to school now and then, um, mm. because then it's about being correct and doing it right. And then we, yeah, what you're saying, like we quickly lose um, the reason why we actually want to do it. Yeah, and 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 that connection. Yeah, it's really nice that he did that. Also, yeah. Yeah, and, or and that also that he did that. And and it goes a long way, I think, because these are like young kids playing. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine already putting that in the crib. Let's say I discovered that a bit later, you know. Um, I also started late later, but mm. it's, yeah, it's it's just. What did so you start it? I started playing the guitar when I was fourteen. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was quite uh, quite. Uh, quite old in that sense but then i was just going crazy about it like i would just be with the instrument forever like i could be spending hours with the guitar it was just so cool the sound and that i was just making these sounds and already coming up with some weird melodies or whatever i didn't i had a guitar for one day and i was just like just whoa you know <laughs> it's just so cool and um the the thing was also yeah it was it was also a m- money issue for example why um yeah because it's a low investment you know if something is gonna come out great if not you know the guitar mm. is not the most expensive instrument it's yeah. okay. <laughs> so my parents were also a little bit safe on that side you know? <laughs> like my mom with the heart yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I just really think now of of playing and practicing like um, that. I mean, I started now to sing as well a bit more than before, and and it's also a, a very important part of my performance. But keeping this connection with my instrument is really it has almost like a prayer situation, you know, like like mm. feel it. I feel that it's my responsibility to keep this channel alive. You know, who knows what's going to fall from up there in here and then out of the guitar and then on the other instruments or on the piano. But this is the first connection usually when it happens, you know, and and I feel that just that responsibility, you know, to keep that channel, that door open, you know, like like that medium with something, who knows what, you know, just something and just yeah oh yeah oh beautiful um and 
so now that you are yeah is there something that what is the thing that you enjoy the most with being uh with being a professional musician yeah i'm thinking actually like what you say like the whole thing of of it sounds a bit spiritual and i'm not so spiritual but um that something comes in you know and and that you that you kind of can but this thing is like these are the things that i like the most if that happens but it doesn't really happen every every night or every day um and it's also a bit of drug because i have the feeling that i'm i'm going from those types of moment to another of those type of moment and that everything in between is like it's not happening and let's how can i make it happen again and, and what can i do to keep it open again and to and to re um replay that on the instrument at the end of the of the thing but uh these are very special moments and i do like people around me <laughs> so i do like also like um actually the moment before the gig i like maybe the most <laughs> because then you're just hanging talking about whatever it doesn't really always have to go about music But after the gig everybody has to go home or you sell some CDs or you talk to the audience um which is also really nice but then like the vibe of being a band or being a group kind of split out a bit um every every time after the gig so I like the moment of the get in till the end of the concert you know like that's like really like a group band um bonding thing I think I do like that the most and if it comes to to me as as a trombone player as a composer then yeah being at the venue and and playing an amazing gig with the musicians on stage and that the audience totally feel it in the same way that's like I mean with the, if you have those moments with the quartet that's like nicest feeling i i can ever have like the fact that the four of us and and actually the five of us we in the audience like having this trip all together and that it totally works out and yeah it's amazing that that those things that i write in my study room <laughs> in the evening and i'm composing that at the end of of the whole trip that people really likes it that i'm not the only one who said like okay this is not shit maybe we can make something out of it and that it that it happened you know and that that all these puzzle pieces comes together and then i'm i'm talking about every musician and, and the compositions and and the audience and everything fits that's that's amazing but sadly enough it's not every night like that and and that's a drug that that i feel that i i think i also have to um to to accept that maybe a little bit more that it's not always like that <laughs> that that evenings where it's not like that where maybe also really nice concerts uh but i really feel it at the moment as a as a drug of of like things that fits together and 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 the moments that it's not happening i feel like ah i cannot really accept that in a way or something so it's very dark now it's not that dark but uh yeah that yeah talking of the nicest moments <laughs> to the last nice moments like yeah 
Because I think yes. my next question would be, what is the the worst? And I think probably this one, right? When it doesn't, yeah, mm. yeah, when it doesn't work, and I, I, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's not always working, and now it sounds like it's not working a lot of times. It's also not the thing, but I think it's if you if you taste that that. Um, feeling of where where I was what I just explained that everything works and that everything falls at the right place. Um they always searching for that. And yeah. I'm I'm now I'm learning a bit that it's not that the more you play the less that also will happen. Because if you only have one concert in a month, then you have all the time to work to that moment. And of course, it's a it's a kind of a release at that moment. If you, but if you have like a few concerts in a week, then the chance that not every concert has that release is bigger. And um, yeah, that's 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 something that's happening. Something that I realize how much I'm uh, I'm being a bit of perfection. A perfect. Yeah, I don't know how you say that in English. Yeah, like perfection. someone who wants everything perfectionist yeah um that i that i realize that i also that i also have to to be a great musician to also live that now and then and and to also enjoy the amazing moments of a concert yeah. or a concert and that and that if something didn't fall in that concert 100 percent at the right place it doesn't mean that it's not a nice concert or something and I'm, I'm a bit in that fight at the moment um yeah. but like all my great musicians that i once heard a workshop or or an interview from they all did that so i tried <laughs> to, to compensate it like hey it's okay and uh but yeah. i'm a bit in that vibe of of like accepting or trying to find a way of of enjoying if if some little things went wrong you know like mm. because it's also music and yeah the more you dive into it the more you also hear the more exactly and what i was saying that i really loved when i was a kid without the judgment like playing on the piano and if i played the wrong note who cares I might also didn't know when I was playing a wrong note, so I still felt I was <laughs> I was the best piano player ever, and I can't play the piano. But <laughs> I, and that's something something different, you know. Like the moment you you dive more and more deeper in it, the more and more you you find out, and the more that you that you figured out of things that you want to try. Or, or yeah. what I'm saying, the more concerts you play, the less. That they are all amazing. So, um, yeah. but that doesn't mean that they were not not amazing or not nice. Yeah. So, yeah. And Amen. Amen. <laughs> and um, yeah, I also think that if it wasn't for the contrast, like if it weren't for the moments when you play really well, or when you have that connection, the moments when you don't, I think we would also not cherish those moments so much, but exactly. it makes them like, oh, wow, so valuable, right? Yeah, and, it's totally true. And it brings me to, I think it was, oh, now I, something just clicked right now because uh, I noticed that, I mean, 
I went through your uh, research as well and how um, big you are in terms of rhythmical phrasing and, and also like analyzing Mark Giuliana and blah, blah, blah. And, and I remember actually his, um, one of his workshops or lectures that we had, I, I think even in the, in the in conservatorium. And now it just clicked as he said that why he practices is for those moments. Like not every, not every gig will be like that, but when it happens, damn, it's precious. And I, and I, I, I really, wow, how magical that this popped up now. Right? <laughs> I, I even think that we, that we went together to that. Uh, I think it was in Utrecht and that we went together uh by car to that to that uh, workshop and that was I, the moment that i really dived into to mark juliana for the first time after the concert but it's true we said that too that he and i actually that's also what i said earlier like what did i do in the mornings like i try to feel what my day will bring and um i'm not i remember that mark juliana said that he accepted also but <laughs> that he's trying to accept that at the concert like okay it's not the type of day i not can make it so i just going for the things i can do uh today and i'm at the level that i'm still trying to accept that <laughs> i'm not there yet that i, that I can, uh, yeah. can do that but that's yeah that's something that i yeah yeah it's funny because it's something that i really took took in my uh or try to take in my in my in my musical life or something that sentence you just mentioned yeah wow and uh wow this is so precious and <laughs> uh, and also uh on on this topic i also had one discussion with with one of my um students and uh we've been talking uh exactly about about this um to how how to see a concert right like and and i follow uh one one little stoic principle that helps me like to get a little bit more chill and it's um it might be uh you know because the stoics were a little bit uh religious in sense of of uh gods believing in gods but but i see it more as a as a as a framework or or, or just a tool and um it's like uh, did i do everything up until that moment like everything what was in my hands which was for example like practice my you know routine preparing like i did my checklist it's not that i was sitting and scratching on my ass, scratching my ass you know like i i worked and i was preparing up to the concert and on the concert is up to the gods you know like it's not in my hands you know i did my part and now i just let go and be you know and and this philosophy really did a, a switch uh in my in my performing because then i just am like look i did my bit and now you know whatever can happen you know and stuff happens it's crazy you cannot prepare you know like your amp dies or one cable decides to go underneath your pedal and then you're like fuck <laughs> what now <laughs> you know it, it's out <laughs> i would i cannot prepare for this you know like or something you know then you work it out but it's it's really it it in it, it, it puts a little bit edge off at least in my case you know because I used to beat up myself and like, ah, there was that note that I didn't play correct and da 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 da, you know. But now I just, you know, oh, look, 
c'est la vie, you know? What, what? Yeah. <laughs> no? no, yeah, it's totally true. But that, it's that's just that I... That, yeah. Yeah, the same. I, yeah, I, 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 do, I do totally agree with what you're saying. Um, it's only like... Um, I think what we learn at school also and what we learn in the music industry is that you always can do more. Mm. And that that uh, that's something that is that minds isn't true. That what you're saying, like I when I was awake, I did everything I could do for this evening, or I did everything to be great at this concert. And if something goes wrong, if or if I play a wrong note, or if I Yeah. It's meant to be then and it's um but it's also a game, eh? That you that you can play in your head. Like uh, you always, you always can say, like maybe I had to wake up <laughs> one hour earlier, or maybe I had to sleep one one hour less, or whatever. Or yeah, yeah. But it's I'm I'm really totally agree with what you're saying, and that's what I'm trying to uh, yeah to find at the moment. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, and and that's I think that's also the only way to be able to handle it because. Yeah, how you turn it, you're still, and, and, and we also do like it there, so that's not the thing, but however you take it, we're still standing in front of other people and, and they bought a ticket and we want to give them an experience, experience of, of that of that night and you want to give them, of course, the best version of it. And um, yeah. and if they don't get it, maybe they will come to another concert because they're like, this was not enough. I'm going to be in another town with this person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's a... also like, it's also normal. Eh? We also, I already also went to concerts of my favorite musicians. And then I thought like, hmm, that was, that was different than last time that I saw him or her. But that doesn't mean that it was not a nice concert. It's what I'm saying, like this drug thing. It's because I already felt that, that other thing from them. And then I kind of expect that next time. But it's also something that I, yeah, I really have to, <laughs> this yeah. is more, it's getting more and more to a psychologist thing, but I really have to get to, to, to find that, uh, yeah. that thing. And, 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 and it's also what I'm saying, the less time I have to practice the trombone, the more I'm doubting, like, mm, should I had to practice more, but then on the other hand, it's not that I had time to do it more. The, so it's, yeah, it's double. And I'm, and I'm playing, so I'm also happy. It's, I'm doing, exactly what i wanted to do when i started at the conservatory so yeah so it's a very double double feeling and i think a feeling that i noticed with colleagues that everybody has so it's not uh, yeah yeah <clears throat> deep deep <laughs> that's how we do it here on the sound exactly. okay that's the, that's the only way <laughs> the, yes. this is the way <laughs> there, ain't, there ain't no other way you know <laughs> um and uh okay what um let me put it like that how how do you maintain this this kind spirit and this this warmth uh, um around you like what do you how do you set up how do you how do you keep this light um up like do you have a self-talk 
or or do you or does it just come natural because as i said in the beginning like i always felt this coming from you and it, it was yeah <laughs> like, either we had a band either we have a just a random conversation it was always this very kindness and lightness and how should i phrase it also just embracing what what there is you know like i always felt this vibe uh, from you like do you have a certain set of skill because but that was like this is already like since i met you which was like what 10 years ago already yeah almost like yeah maybe yeah. yeah nine ten years ago exactly yeah yeah well tell me yeah i i i hear it more often from people but i don't feel it like that i'm always okay. so happy and always so um yeah i i still love it playing music so so i think that's enough to 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 find the peace and the rest and 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 to light it here you know like or lighting it yeah. um taking some weight of it that what i want yeah. to say um yeah, I love it. From the moment I play the first note at the concert, that's like, that's just the thing what I really love about it and, and, and all the things that comes with it around it. Yeah, okay, I, I take that a function of the mm. music. Um, it's what I'm saying, like what, what I'm doing now, playing playing this concert, making music that's, that's what I wanted, and that's what I'm. That's also at the moment what I'm doing, and and it also took me a while to realize that not everybody was able. <laughs> I mean that that that, that I, I got a lot of, of amazing chances. I already already had a band before I um, graduated from school. I also already had a manager when before I graduated from school. That's like insane stuff. Like that's I, that's stuff that just all went with the flow and that I never really realized I was, I mean, I didn't know what a manager was when I was still at school. And when I signed the contract, I mean, I really had to figure it out via Google what it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I only know the stories of a manager of Amy Winehouse or, or, or Britney Spears or whatever. So this is stuff that I really discovered on, on the go and, and sounds very, um, old but the older I get the more I realize like oh that was actually very uh, unique in a way or something something special like being at the right place at the right time and having loads of luck mm. of people that really believed in it and 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 that kind of pushed me to to do all that stuff and to make it able also for me to do that stuff because like having a whole team around you gives you the opportunity to have these two weeks of composing um mm. or having having the quart with the quart it's also like it was the four of us you know it's not it's not only me it's the four of us who are working around the compositions i made uh, i'm not a guitar player so whatever ruland did on the guitar um was from him whatever Tra is doing on, on the bass is from her it's 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 me, right? That that wrote some stuff on on the composition or on the lead sheets, but mm. it's them making music out of it in a way, something like that. So, um, so I know how how, or I think that I do know how lucky I am with that. That 
all this again all these puzzle pieces um ended up all together and uh yeah that that, that still makes me happy and that still makes that I can wake up and that I know that I can go to work and that work is for me not like a nine to five job something that I think I wouldn't like to do but that what I do like to do that that's also my work that's amazing that mm. I can go to my work and play some music with friends and that I end up again at two o'clock in the night in bed but that the morning after that at 10 o'clock that I have a rehearsal with amazing other musicians so that's that's what I do love from it and mm. and that's what's keeping me on on track at the moment so yeah Cool. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful words. Oh. Awesome. Uh, felt a lot of a lot of grace and gratitude and uh, mm. yeah, humbleness, humility. Yeah. Um, I have one last question for you. Yes. Uh, or maybe something else will pop up, but this is something. We what never I, know. Um, you never know. Um, so, what would be the most important lesson or or a quote you got um you got from life and that you kind of keep it in mind and and uh you're oh. coming back to it and uh, no pressure it can be more like if you have several that's cool but uh yeah do you have something like that you are that you got and you're getting back to it uh like Well, the, my bass player, she she always says, so Trey Amerlink, an amazing bass player, by the way. Um, she, every time something happens, because now we are talking about all the good stuff that happens, of course, but I can tell you that also bad stuff happens and that you have to fix stuff and that you sometimes ending up in the evening, you're bad to think like, man, this is impossible to fix or something. And she always say like, everything will be fine. Everything in the world will be fine, but not today. And that's something that that really, and it's super stupid because she also uh, says to love with it, like um, she, yeah. And and it's something that actually always makes me calm. Like if you're in the deepest, and of course, I mean, there is loads of very bad stuff happening in the world. So everything I'm saying is like not that bad. Um, Oh. that shit that's happening but like when i feel <laughs> in my life that the the deep that i cannot even go deeper than that or that's not even can go worse than that then i still hear that phrase from her in my in my head and i'm thinking like okay everything will be fine yeah but not today and that and that really helps like um that helps to realize that that's yeah that when some stuff go wrong, that that there is always a solution, but that our mind don't see today, mind don't see tomorrow, but yeah. that nothing is really going wrong or something. So everything is fixable. Yeah, that's that's it's like not really musically. Of course, it also impacts a lot of of my music life. Uh, but I think that's one sentence <laughs> that uh, helps me a lot to keep it calm and to and to love with the worst moments <laughs> that's happening in my life so uh. beautiful and yeah it, it it does sound like basically um not all battles should be won today right like uh 
and that's okay, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Beautiful. So I, I cannot quote you. I should quote her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wonderful um <laughs> so and last but not least uh where can people uh find out more about you where where do, are you most active where can they follow you if they want to know more about nabu klar out yeah <laughs> um where can they follow? yeah well there is a website nabuklarout.com um There is also Instagram and Facebook. And um, in November, the 3rd of November, I'm going to release an album with the trombone ensemble. So that's the newest thing. And then that's for now the biggest focus. Um, and on the website, they also can find all the concerts and all that stuff. So yeah. I think these are the main things. Uh, if you want to follow me, to follow me. Yeah, and Instagram is Nabu Klarhout, right? Yes, right. Nabu Klarhout, or there is also one for the band Nabu. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's all about my, it's all about me, Nabu Klarhout, oh. Nabu Trabono Sambo, Nabu Klarhout. So, all with my name, I have to find something for that that I can make. I'm also gonna home. I'm also gonna put it in the notes um, of Amazing. the uh, podcast so people can uh, get to you and enjoy your music and and your path uh, and and your creations so <laughs> um yeah nabu from the bottom of my heart uh thank you so uh, much for being thank a you. wonderful guest and sharing all your insights and stories um yeah so openly with me and with us everyone listening and watching thank you so much thank you the pleasure was mine thanks If these topics are relevant to you or if they happen to inspire or help you in any way, please do me a favor and take a few seconds to follow and rate this podcast. By doing so, you will directly help it grow. And if while listening to this episode, you realize that any of your friends might benefit from it, share it through your socials or with them directly. I'm your host, Mikhail Frustel. Thank you for listening. And until next time, I wish you a sound mind.